The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. I was Welcome trying in. to do that, and it went wrong. What were you doing? I was trying to. You're trying to just, like, fist pump yeah. your way? Some glow it's sticks? a dip. Yeah. You're going to go chip <laughs> and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. Live from the SWBC Mortgage SWBC. Studios at the Star. Oh, yeah. Glad you're with us as we continue looking back to the 20-17 to win. The Dallas Cowboys over the Los Angeles Chargers. And then we start looking ahead a little bit. Peeking forward to the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have some fan calls later on in the show and some tweets to answer as well. Professional football analyst, Heckma Harrison. Be me. Our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback. We've got the great Cowboys insider, Rob Phillips. Rob P. Island. There's a lot of people on Periscope right now. Yeah. I wonder why. I think it was that cow bite yesterday. You think that's what it was? It was the cow bite? <laughs> man. I think it was the smelly sticker. First of all. Cow bite. I was, I'm telling you, man. He almost took me out yesterday. I couldn't believe the he went The air was better than the on-air. That's the craziest part. That's, you're not wrong. <laughs> After the show, I guarantee you. So if you go back and watch yesterday's show, the, the tail end of it, there's a cow bite. You can hear Rob calling Aaron for the cow bite. You can see the cow bite on DallasCowboys.com. I didn't think he'd actually do it, but he it, did it. He did it. It was hilarious on air, but I guarantee we sat here and laughed for at least 10 minutes. Just almost falling against the wall laughing. It was awesome. So go check it out if you haven't already. It was a good show yesterday, wrapping up the Cowboys and the Chargers. Good good game, Terrence Steele. Good job. Good job, Terrence Steele. T. Steele. Uh, Terrence still got some praise from Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan this morning. And and Jerry hit on a couple extra topics as well. Rob, did you get a chance to listen? Yeah, I caught most of it. He went early today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a meeting today apparently. So uh, I caught most of it. He he covered some... A lot of topics um, from an injury standpoint. We don't know yet about Amari Cooper for this next game, but it sounds like they're hopeful. He's got some bruised ribs uh, that happened. He did take a shot. Yeah, and that last catch, 12-yard catch on the last drive. But Mike McCarthy referenced maybe it's something that he was dealing dealing with with a little bit maybe from week one. So uh, we'll see on there. And they're optimistic that Randy Gregory will be cleared and back by tomorrow from the COVID list. So those, those were the... Newsy items. Fresh legs. A couple newsy items. Man, you got to listen to those Tuesday interviews because you get a lot of gems in there. You know, yeah. you don't, you, you would expect for it to come from Coach Mike McCarthy, but Jerry is laying down some info. So I've always got my ear to the speaker. We yeah, had breaking you, news last week yes. on, on the right tackle situation. Yeah, yeah, Jerry came straight out and said, hey, Terrence Steele's going to be the starter at right tackle. And all of us were like, wait, what? Oh, and, yeah. and then the coaching staff and even Steven were like, oh, tap the brakes, tap the brakes. And then it ultimately ended up being the decision that was made. He also hit today on John Fossil and the decision to bring the house on the punting uh, unit and, and what ended up being the roughing the kicker penalty that kept the drive alive for the Chargers in that uh, the 20-17 win. Now, we didn't get a chance to hit on special teams a whole lot yesterday because we were kind of bouncing around on offense and on defense. So, Isaiah, I want to bring this to your attention because, I mean, you, you're the special teams guy, I yeah, feel like, on this show. 
What did you think about the decision that John Fossil made to bring the house and try and go after this punt, and yeah. it ultimately backfired? And bring the house. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not, I don't feel any type of way about you bringing the house. You have a responsibility as a player to make the judgment call whether or not you can make the block or not, and you have to have that. I don't know that resistance to really pull off, right? Even though it's like I might be close, but if I don't know for sure that I can get this thing, I have to pull off because I know the the consequence, the repercussions of me not getting it is a roughing the passer. I mean, a roughing the kicker, which results in an automatic first down, which means that my defense is now back out here and we don't get the ball on offense. So, call them boys. If I was a special teams coordinator and I was able to rush the kick, rush the punter every time and know that my guys, my 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 hold up guys can still take care of their business on the outside, giving our returner an opportunity to get a good return, I'm bringing the house every single time. But typically that's not the case. So typically you hold off, you go to hold up, which means you rush, you get about three steps off the ball, you grab your guy, you hold him, and you block him to the direction that you need to for their particular return. And you usually don't get a good hold up at the line of scrimmage when you're rushing, right? Because usually they, you're now attacking them. Exactly. They shed you, they throw you, and now they're off running down, going to cover your, your returner, and you don't get a chance to block them. So – if you have a chance to hold your guys up, hold them up, and when you take your shots like that, go get it. They, you just got to make a smart decision. That's on the individual, not to rough the kicker. Now, I believe it was fourth and 20 in that situation. It was. Um, and, but why do you think that that decision has been met with so much resistance, especially with when, when, when Coach Fossil is saying, look, we, we studied the tape. Mm-hmm. We saw tendencies. They lined up in the favorable lineup, and we Always. came after it. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, a, that's a coach's answer, Absolutely. but what he's basically saying is we saw an opportunity, and we took it. I can tell you this. As a punt, on a punt return team, you don't want to hold up. You really don't. You really don't. I don't care who you put back there. I don't care if you put Cordell Patterson back there. I don't care if you put uh, – who else is that from Chicago? Who was the return man? Devin Hester. Devin Hester. Devin Hester's back there. I don't care who's back there. You want to go get that ball. Like you're out there because you are you have the ability to go out there and get the ball. Now everybody can hold up their guys. Yippee. Right? And get a good block. You hope that you take care of your assignment and get your returner a return. But if you can rush the punter and get a good hold up on the outside, you give your returner a chance to get to, get, to make a play. So that is not on Fossil. Go get the dog on ball. Send them every time as long as we don't rough the, rough the punter. Nobody complains about it when the punter's not roughed. Nobody. Everybody likes to True. see it. Everybody likes to see the guy go by and goes, ooh. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and guess what? Then you forget about the fact that we that we rushed the punter that time. Right? But it's always a problem when you hit him. And again, that's not his problem. That's the other guy's problem. And the same thing can happen even if it was called a holdup. Yeah. Even if your responsibility, Rob, people say, hey, go hold up uh, Heckma. And Heckma decides to go all the way to the outside and you got a free run to the punter. You think you're just going to stand there? Mm-hmm. No, you're going for the doggone ball. You're going to his foot and you just hope that you get it. John Fossil appealed to the Cowboys Nation yeah, he yesterday. Did. He said he basically said he did it for them. He said, I think Cowboys fans aren't the play it safe type. So I was gonna give them what they wanted. Come after their ass on the punt rush. So I hope they're happy with it. I like it. I don't know if they're happy with it or not. I don't I, know. I feel it like didn't it didn't work, so I, yeah, I feel like it just drew more attention to the fact that it didn't work more than anything, him answering the question that direction and like you yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's all it's it stacking it on, yeah. Stacking it on each other. And that, that's kind of where I think the, some of the criticism came later yesterday and then into today. I think the and heck you just asked. I think the criticism comes from he's been aggressive from the moment he got here. That's why you got him. And yeah, and he has a history of doing that. 
And a lot of times in his career, it's worked. A lot of times so far in the last two years, it has not worked. At all. You know, <laughs> and, and, and this is the second game in a row. They've, they've played two games this year. This twice now, right before halftime, they make an aggressive decision. You know, they kick a field goal, try 60 yards with Tom Brady waiting at midfield. And it didn't cost them anything there. They got, they got you know, they were fortunate there. Mm-hmm. They were fortunate this time that – Chargers take over and miss a 44-yard field goal right before halftime in a, in a close game that would have tied the game. So I'm just saying, I mean, Dave Hellman always says in a lot of different areas of life, scared money don't make money, right? So that, that's his philosophy. But Agreed. when it doesn't work, that's when people jump all yep. over it, especially in tight games where, I mean, now they've, they've played two games in a row where it comes down to the last play it's, of the game. It's not his fault. There is somebody rushing on every punt block, on every punt to return. Somebody's rushing. Right now, there might be half the line that has hold up, but the other half of the line is rushing, right? Because if you if you rush the ball, so say there's return right, right? And Kyle, you're on the left side. Mm-hmm. Your job on the left side is to go after the dog on ball, go try to block it. But guess what? If you don't block it, guess what you do? You keep you continue all the way around, and you come around and you form the wall on the other side, and now you're a part of the wall, right? But your initial job was to do what? Go after the dog on punt block, right? So every dog on every play, there's a punt block called. Right, but it's just not the whole team. And people need to understand you don't need your return team out there to fair catch. <laughs> you yeah. can, those guys can sit on the sideline yeah. and the punter can dictate whether or not it's a fair catch or not. This guy can sky the ball six six seconds in the air, and guess what your punt returner is gonna do? Fair yeah. catch. So you don't need your whole return team out there to fair to, to, to force a fair catch. Go out there and be aggressive and get the ball. That's what those guys' jobs are. That's why you have those guys, those special teamers, those core guys out there to go after it and get after the punter. And I think what people are, are are on bones about is situational awareness. When you talk about kicking a 60-yard field goal right before half and leaving clock time on the clock. Uh, this situation, again, people are looking at it as a situational thing. And I think that's the big... The thing that people complain about the most about Mike McCarthy and Bones Fossil together is that they don't have that situational awareness always that looks like they're doing what's best for the team. Even going all the way down to clock management at the end of the mm. at the end of the game. Yeah, we didn't really touch on that. We didn't touch on it. And, and I, again, it's it, ifs, maybe's, whatever. It didn't happen. It didn't cost us. We won the game. It but very at the same, well could have it, no, no. But that's a, that's exactly where I'm going with this. It's like it's not costing us right now. But we've seen several situations before this where it has cost us and we've looked at Mike McCarthy's coaching history where situational awareness is not as acute as it would be with some of these other coaches that we're looking at in the league. This is a a compounded problem. Yeah, I mean there's been, look, yeah, there's been situations that have not worked. I don't blame them for that whatever happened at the end of the game because talking to people that were there, that clock thing was an issue. It, Mm -hmm. It did go out and I know Rex Ryan was saying he was Mike was lying and all this. No, oh, that's a that's a wrong person to even reference in a situation <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you surf the web and you find stuff, and it's like that. That's not true. That's not what happened. But um, I I think the other thing too is when it comes to to bones, it's like well, where's Mike's role in in these decisions? Everywhere. You know, and and like yeah, like I think fans may have a, a an opinion that maybe. Bones is just going rogue on this stuff. They talk about this stuff during the week. And like you said, if they see something based off their game plan or what they've discussed during the week, he's got the authority to make the call. It comes yeah. through you know? him. Yeah. <laughs> it comes through Every special team's call comes through Coach McCarthy. And when those guys, when you want to kick a field goal, right, you can be on a 40-yard line. Coach McCarthy, you want to kick a field goal? Let's do it. Yeah. Send a field goal unit. Okay, field goal. Let's go. Let's go. 
It, everything he's the head coach. He's the CEO out there on the sidelines. He's the CEO of this team down there. Especially if it's a call like that where it's coming after a punt or yeah. if it's a, a, a special teams play, trick play, something like that, reverse, who cares? Whatever it is, that doesn't just stem from a, a, a hunch on a sideline. No. That's something that you've talked about for Stats, a week at a time. Analytics and then you've practiced for months at a time by Absolutely. this point. Yeah, and the other thing I would say is that I do think a lot of a lot of this may just for fans may go back to the fake punt mm. on Thanksgiving mm. of last year. You know, bad it, memories. It, gosh, it is bad Rob. memory. And you know what? As time goes by, that's what P does. I have. Well, well, yeah, I know. Damn just it. check my timeline. Check my, Taylor Stern called me out on that last week too. Um, I'm just I'm just the messenger, man. Just the messenger. But you know what? As time goes by, like I I understand more and more why they did that. At the time, I was like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I can't believe they did it. But that team was completely wrecked with injuries, and they Mike decided we've got nothing left in the tank. We've got to do something to try to go steal this game. And, but I do think that's still in the back of people's minds. When they try something aggressive, it's like, God, what are they doing? Yeah. You know, it, at some point, it's going to be the straw that broke the camel's back from a frustration standpoint around Cowboys Nation. Yesterday, that might have been the straw. I don't think it's broken the camel's back yet, but it's still adding on. And like Isaiah said earlier, it's stacking on. Here's the Compounding. Thought. Yeah, exactly. Compounding. There you go. I like that. Like yeah. that. Uh, here's what. John Fossil said yesterday in his press conference about what he thought of what the punt sound, or felt like from a, a coach's standpoint. I didn't get who they actually a jersey number because it was a train wreck right there at the block spot. But what I got on film is that their number forty hooked Kamara and pulled them back into the punter. And you know, I, you can make a great case it was holding, or that the punter hit his own blocker. But there was a lot of bodies at that pile, and so. Um, our goal is to come after him. I don't think we could fault the the referees for the call that they made there, but I wanted to ask you that question a little earlier, Isaiah. But did you think just the way that things played out that that should have been a flag on Los Angeles as opposed to Dallas, or or a no call at all? I think you're going. It's going to be called on on the rushing team, so it's going to be called on Dallas. If that if that punter gets hit like that, is going to, unless it is blatantly one guy rushing the personal protector, who is the the further the guy who's closest to the punter. He's his, his job is to ensure that the punter is safe. Last last line of defense. And usually, the only time you'll ever see that not called is if that one person is taking him on head to head in plain sight in front of the whole screen, and he is running that guy back into the punter. When he uses when his butt hits the punter and knocks the punter over, that won't be called. But what you saw the other day, that's going to be called ninety nine percent of the time. So, do you feel like now that this played out the way that it did in week two, this will live in the back of John Fossil's mind as nope. the rest of the year goes on? Nope. What? Well, how, no. did he, how, did he, how did he end that statement? <laughs> he said, "Our job is to go after the punter." Yeah. I just sat here and told you that from somebody who played ball for six years, and he just told you the same thing. They, you're you're coming after the punter. You're not going out there lining up to say, "Hey, go ahead and kick the ball so we can wave at you and catch it in and go," you know, into, into maybe to, an to opportunity to steal some field yeah. position. All of those like, things are like, on the table for you. If you don't put pressure, you don't get fumbled. You don't get botched snaps. You don't, you yeah. know, you don't, you don't get any of those things if you just leave them comfortable back there. Apply pressure because you never know what can happen. Somebody can be the personal protector can miss their assignment. The guys on our front line can miss their assignment. Somebody can trip. Somebody can throw their arm out there, get their arm knocked down. There's a whole lot of things that can happen that can result in you getting a block kick. And guess what? It doesn't have to be called a punt block. 
and it can still happen. There's many of the pump blocks in this league happen off of misassignments. Yeah. Not off of just all out rushes. You're not wrong. And I, Bones also brought up the uh, Steelers uh, Buffalo game. Yeah, and it paid off for Pittsburgh. It did, and because everybody said you're up at the time, and he said, "Well, Pittsburgh was up at the time by three as well." So he's not going to stop being aggressive. No, no. no. that's what you want. He, he also wants to put it in the back of the opponent's mind of we got this to worry about potentially on a punt yeah. or whatever, a field goal, whatever. You know, how, whether how, he does it or not. Why is it that that? Fans, I'm not just thinking, whoever the fans are that feel that way, want our offense to be aggressive, yes? Yes, They sure. want us to be aggressive on offense. They want us to throw the ball down the field. They want Coop, CD, and all the boys to get off, correct? Yep. Okay. We also want our defense to be aggressive. Sure. Yes? We yes. want to come after. We want to see Parsons coming off the edge. We want to see guys blitzing. We want to see guys getting hit. Yes? Yes. But special teams, just be just. Be chill. Well, I'm one of those fans. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. I'm more conservative, and the reason why I feel that way okay. is because your offense. You just mentioned that's it. what I was just thinking. Okay. The same way. Gallup, yeah. Dak, mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, uh-huh. Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz. The list goes on and on. Okay. The weapons you have. Special teams. It's a Zerk Kamara, mm-hmm. CJ Goodwin. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with these guys. Darian okay. Thompson. The the special teams personnel uh-huh. is not nearly as strong. I want the ball in my best but it, player's but it, hands. But it never and I want is. them I mean, to it, be aggressive. But it never is. I don't is. want to be conservative with my best player. But just what I, I hear what you're just saying. What, just what what uh, Chris just said. You know, yeah. it, when it works out, you have when you look at other teams where yeah. it works out, there are no complaints because what it does Zero is it, complaints. Yeah, right. it flips yeah. field position. It, it changes momentum in the game, and that's what you want. And we man, we've talked about culture yeah. so much, and you. All three facets of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. And so now you have that. And, look, I just think that people are trying to draw the line between what's risky and what's just downright reckless. And that is a blurred line. (laughs) So so when you start talking about fake punts and things of that nature or, or, you know, know, surprise on-site kicks, those are decisions that I can understand people questioning, right? But nobody questions whether or not you go after them. What about field goal blocks? Does anybody question those? No. Every single field goal block is called block. <laughs> yeah. It's you're coming after the kicker. Yes. Yeah. It's the it's up to the person who is out there carrying out the assignment to not make a bozo decision like that. It's not the coach. Got to come through. It's not the coach. Now, yeah. when we start talking about those onside kicks and fake punts, I'm I am all the way on board with y'all. Let's that's just some of those things just don't need to be called. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about punt block, y'all. We're talking about punt block. You go after the punter. Your job is to do that. Otherwise, why do we need to keep guys on this team for special teams? Well, you can just do safe return, right? I mean, and just and like Kyle said, yeah. just put it in their hands and let them yeah, but, try but, to get but, a score. But you themselves. can just keep your second stringers on there. Why do you need to keep special guys? Why do you need core special teamers then? Why do you need a why do you need a special teams coach? Core special Every, teamers. Everybody knows still... how to go out there and run safe. Everybody. Head coaches know out there to put their guys out there. So why are we paying for, office, for a special teams coordinator? Put us out there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You know what I'm saying? If you want to play it safe, you don't need a special teams coordinator. Kickers know how to kick at this level. Punters know how to punt. Snappers know how to snap. Guys know how to hold up. Why are we putting coordinators out there? Why are we keeping guys on this team just because of how their contributions they have on special teams? Because they make a difference when you make these calls. No, all of that makes sense. I mean, that was gold, what you're talking about from a special team standpoint. Again, I just think that the technical analysis of all of this goes back to the offense that you have. Get the get the punt and put your offense out on the field. Mm-hmm. Don't risk having your defense have to go back out there. And, again, it didn't cost us. We won the game. Sure. Yay, Akuna Matata. Mm-hmm. But we're just talking about there are situations where it has cost us, and we don't want it to. Mm-hmm. 
And it could cost you in the future. That's kind of where the I think the scariness is of it with Cowboys Nation in general. And I don't have a problem with going after the punt. Mm-hmm. That's not my problem. Okay. And honestly, if you're aggressive, you're aggressive. Yeah. I'm not going to overfault you for being aggressive because that's the game of football. Okay. But if I had the decision, I would rather Dak Prescott have the ball toward the end of the half and a chance to drive down the field rather than, of course, what happened. Okay. Now, like you said, sometimes it works out in your favor. And then at that point, then you feel good and you're what going about, on. What about? Let me give people a different scenario, so people don't don't necessarily analyze the game the same way that I do. Sometimes I'm really analytical that way. Every kickoff, easily based upon the kickers in this league, can be kicked out the end zone. Every single kicker can kick the kick the ball off through the goalposts. So all the ones that are returnable, that's by choice. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. Mm-hmm. So because they want they want the opportunity to back these guys in anywhere between the 25 in the in the goal in the goal line. So are people okay? Are you okay with the ball not being kicked out the end zone just to have a chance of backing these guys up 5, 10, 15 yards? Great point. Because the yeah. payoff, the, because the other side of it is they can get a touchdown return. Yeah. But nobody talks about that. Well, the, the, the See, different, I would rather kick it out of the back of the end zone. I would too. too. I mean, but, but people, that is strategy to try to pin them back yeah. and, and angle kick it. But the difference there, I guess, would be you know the worst thing that happens, I guess, would be a touchdown. But but they're still getting the ball at their own five or whatever, or, you know, at the goal line. That's if it works out your way. If it works out your way. If it doesn't work out your way, they're getting the ball at the thirty, the forty, the fifty. Maybe it's a touchdown. Field position. You're giving it's field position. But yeah. so, so, so I'm saying it's risk. It Special is risk. teams is all risk. It is. But the flip side for this particular situation is they got the ball at the. Dallas thirty nine mm-hmm. with a but, but hot quarterback and but my point is that's not Fossil's fault, that's the player's fault. I don't. That's, that's my. That's that's, that's all I'm saying. And he didn't think. He, I don't yeah. think he. He no. didn't think it was a penalty. That's, yeah, it's not. But. It's not Fossil's. It's not Fossil's fault. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I don't think it's this his fault at all. I think that was <laughs> talking about some of the other yeah. stuff. A lot of this the other stuff it. might have been. Yeah. This one, I, don't, I, I think I agree with you in that regard. All right, let's step aside. When we come back, we're taking calls, 888-855-2297. Give us a call. Give call us your, your thoughts on the Cowboys' 20-17 to win over the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll answer them next on Talking Cowboys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. 
which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay. You've heard Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him to do great work with great people for great pay, apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber, C-A-L-I-B-E-R.com. Com. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. Witt's team kind of had a collision this weekend, didn't Ooh, Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. It was yeah, a caliber collision, all right. It was a caliber collision. <laughs> 45-14 was the final yes. score. Jeez, Witt's learning. team went down to Parish Episcopal. Hmm. Hey, it's a long season. It is a long yeah. season. He has a ability. They got a, he's got a young team. Yeah, if he builds They're like they all freshmen. All right, let's take some calls. Eli from Corpus Christi's on the line. You're so, talking e? with Talking Cowboys. Hey, good morning, good morning, guys. How are y'all doing today? Fantastic. Oh, man, I'm glad y'all didn't take no calls the last two days because for like the last two days, um, well, actually, it's barely Tuesday. So the yesterday, uh, all I wanted to do was call in, talk about uh, the fact that we cannot – stop a receiver from catching the ball about special teams but man we won like we won <laughs> right like oh my gosh like when it was a 56 yard field goal like I'm such an optimist but my whole family was crossing their fingers and I was just like well, we're gonna freaking miss this how could we possibly put ourselves in a situation to kick a 56 yard field goal what gave them like the trust in Zerline to kick a 56-yard field goal. Like, <laughs> what? Like, what? I just, but we won. Like, I don't know. If I that, we <laughs> we won. Like, I freaking love it. What I, the one thing I want to talk about, the punt. Yeah, we're talking about it earlier. Go back and look at it. We tipped the ball. I don't know who it was, but we tipped the ball. If you go back and look at it, even in real time, you can barely see it, but they slow it down on TV, and you see that we tipped the ball. Isn't that uh, like, doesn't matter. We run into the kicker. We tip the ball, or, or am I wrong? And that's all I want to say. But please, if y'all can go review that, and and or maybe I'm just seeing it because I'm a Cowboys fan, and I'm, <laughs> like, I'm saying, I, I, like I mentioned, we won the game. But uh, that's all I want to say, guys. I freaking love y'all, each and every one of y'all. I like the way y'all mingle together. Uh, it's, we won. That's it. That <laughs> is Eli, man. I'm with you. We won. That's it. Yes, yeah, sir. Man, he <laughs> portrays won. a lot of Cowboys Nation, I feel like, in that regard. It's like, you know what? There's some bad things in there. Some good. Who cares? We won. It's a dub. That's that's awesome. Uh, Isaiah, what did you think about what he said about the punt there? Yeah, I didn't see it. I'm about to go back and watch it, uh, Eli. So thanks for pointing that out. Um, but, yes, by the book, if you tip the ball prior to touching the, the kicker, then, you're, then, it, right? then it negates the, the roughing. Uh, uh, but that only the only thing is that's not reviewable. So you have so I mean if it's not called on the field then then you're done. You're out of luck. Yeah. 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 I'm sure they're gonna. They've already asked the league office to yeah. take a look at that. And, and, and that happens. Think that it's too late and they they won. So it doesn't yeah. matter. I think they're gonna ask ask the league office to review a, a lot. lot of stuff, man. So yeah, it was a rough game. We but didn't yeah. mention and somebody mentioned to us on Twitter after after the show yesterday. 
A lot of flags. A lot of Jeez. flags, man. That was as much of a penalty-laden game. I don't as understand how there were so many flags, but yet the game went by so fast. It felt how like a possible? college game. It felt like a college game in that regard, where there were flags every ten seconds. I mean, there were twenty flags total combined between the two teams. Is that right? I didn't yeah. see the final total. Yeah, twenty. Well, it was eight for the Cowboys, twelve for the Chargers. And I'm still butthurt about Amari Cooper not getting the PI. I'm more I'm more butthurt about Jamer Curse blanketing J- Jared Cook and getting that interception and getting called. For That's another PI. one. That's, That's another that one. That by far was the worst call of the night, in my opinion. Amari Cooper should get that call. Cooper should get that call. But Curse, man, that was. That y'all was y'all bad. know I love y'all and I got y'all's back, but I, I you're not getting that call. Which one? The Cooper PI. The Cooper. Yeah, it's not happening. Why are you not getting that? Because call? Cooper was coming out of his break, and I know everybody's going to be mad at me because people <laughs> want to be fans. I hear it. <laughs> Understand this: if you go for it on fourth down, you better be ready to be physical. Yeah, because you're not just going to have an opportunity to throw the ball out there and just hope that you get a pi. The, the referees understand the situation; they're going to let both guys be physical. You're let them now, play. one guy's physical and the other guy's not. That's different. But both of them, they were both handsy on that play at the top of the route. Coop did get grabbed at the top of his route. Also at the top of the route, Coop wrapped his hand around his shoulder and pulled him back so that he can create separation. They're both handsy. They're both. It's going to be no call. Because dude you, have be, vice grips on him. I hear you. That was that's a I hear you. Now, pass it, interference. I hear you. Now all you gotta do is I mean, if, if Coop was just to be a oh just take it, then guess what? He probably would have got the call. But Coop's like he he's not a punk, so he's like get yeah. your hands off me. Mm. And by by getting his hands off him by grabbing him as well, it negates the fact that he can get the call. I'm just telling you how it goes. I think the NBA gets it right a lot of times. Oh, don't you don't do this. Don't you, do you do just, this. I was just thinking. You don't think do Kobe, this. You think Kobe no. would get that? Or uh, LeBron Stop gets it. that call? Stop it. You know, against a rookie? You give him that call. That's Stop Dude, it. this guy's competed at this level for a very it's long time. Happening. Look, top of his route, a rookie is like completely blank, sweatering him. Like He's got his hand around his throat. That's P.I. That, that part I don't like about the NBA, actually. The the star calls, but but you give them that call. The NBA does makeup calls, and the NFL really does, does not do that. Yeah. And I, I kinda, think we as might a have fan, got a not Cowboys, call. but just as a general football fan, I kind of wish they did that. What call. quarter was that in? I don't know. Might have made a makeup, makeup call. Yeah, Chris is saying it too. We might have had one <laughs> makeup call third, right? at the back end of the game. When but was the when was the PI or non PI call? I think it was the second 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 quarter. It was a PI. When you go both, back and review the curse, tape, you'll see. Both Curse and Coop were in the second quarter, I believe. You got to give Coop that. I, That's I disrespectful. Hear I hear you, but no, not going to happen. All right, we've got G on the line. G, what's going on? You're on Talking Cowboys. Fellas, good morning. What's up, G? Good morning. Coach McCarthy, Bones Fossil, as a, as a lifelong Cowboys fan, all we want is for our coaches not to put us in a position to lose or not to put us in a position to fail. And I think that's our sentiment as fan base that over the course of the last two years, we've seen our coaching staff put us in positions where where we're in position to lose or, or things just don't make sense. But, fellas, I have two questions. Since, since the bye week, since week 10 bye week last year, our team has a plus of 21 to 7 in the, tur- in the turnover margin. We've, we've gotten 21 21- turnovers to seven on the opposing teams, we aren't turning those points. We weren't turning those turnovers into points. How do we fix that? And the second question is, is it's been 26 years, guys. Um, our offense looks like it's ready to roll, and it's an elite offense. But we know what our limitations are defensively. Do we, do we need our front office to make 
a drastic move? Or and how would we like for them to be aggressive right now and possibly go pick up a free agent or call another team for a trade? That's my question, guys. Thank you. Great show. Thanks, guys. Gee, I hope your team win. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I love that. Rob, what did you think about that? Should they make a drastic move? Uh, or, yeah. Or which, yeah, let's which start part? with that one, and then I want to go back to the points off turnovers point. Uh, my question would be where. I mean, where do they – where do you where do you see they have to upgrade and and maybe not play a young player that they like at this point in the season? I mean, if you get to mid season, like okay, I'm heavy. <laughs> it's already in his head. It's, in the, it's <laughs> at number twenty five. Hold on. Okay, yeah. all right. Go ahead. I, well, my answer to that is Kelvin Joseph's coming back next week. Potentially, he's he's eligible to come back next week from IR. I don't know if he'll be ready for sure, but you know. That's your second round draft pick. Like that's 2018. They were a good team. They were a young team. They they were getting better as the season went on, and they realized that midseason we have to do something about wide receiver, and they got Amari Cooper. I I just you know take take it to midseason. I would say before you really know your roster, know what you have, and then yeah. say if we need if we're in the hunt, which they should be, maybe we make a move then. And just to credit, give some credit to the fans, they see what's going on on Sundays. They see the guys that are out there that are giving up the yards, and they're trying to figure out, well, wait a minute. If I can see this guy giving up these yards, you should be able to see it as oh, well. I get that. I get that. And, and, that's, and, I, and I understand the question, but at the same time, you know, I, look, they're vested in this guy. Um, Anthony Brown, in his lineup last week, he gave up a touchdown. Uh, we did see some good things from, from Trayvon Diggs, even though, you know, he had a 100 yard receiver. I think this defense is just making strides. I don't want to be the negative guy every week about certain things that's happening in our uh, secondary. Um, I just feel as though they can get, they can obviously start to get better, and you see those things change as we get pressure on the quarterback. And that game started to change as we started to get pressure on the quarterback. And if you look at the upcoming schedule for the Cowboys, I'm going to rattle off these games. Eagles, Panthers, Giants, Patriots, Vikings, Broncos, Falcons. So that's to the bye week and then a couple weeks after the bye week. Name me one of those games the Cowboys could not win with their current personnel. The Cowboys certainly could win all of those games with their current personnel. Yes. Really, without arguing. Now, I'm not saying they will win all those games. That's almost impossible. That would be dope. That would be awesome. I would would 100% love that. However, you on paper feel like you could win all those games right now with what you've got. So your next real benchmark is probably Kansas City. You've got a tough stint in in November into December. Kansas City, then then Las Vegas, almost at Oakland, then the Raiders, then you've got the New Orleans Saints. That's three straight games that that you'll really know what your team looks like and how you can make a run going into the the playoffs. <clears throat> I I don't know if you make a move before then. Maybe you make one after that or yeah. right around that time. I don't know if you make one uh, uh, any time previously, though. Well, think about what this defense has done with these two great quarterbacks that they've played against. And and I think, hey, they, they had an opportunity to beat Tom Brady in Tampa, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they did what was necessary against the Chargers uh, to get a win. I, I would like to see how they measure up. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we understand that we're getting some guys back healthy and really want to see boss man fat um, compete. Yeah. And, and that's... 
literally back to what Isaiah has been talking about, about bringing in Dan Quinn, is the culture and everyone compete. I think all of these guys are sitting on the edge of their seats because they know that they could be replaced by the guy that comes up that plays better. We're seeing that unfold through injury with mm-hmm. Javon, uh, Jerron Curse. Mm-hmm. You know, so, look, I just think that this defense, as they go, as Dan Quinn just kind of gets a feel for what his personnel is, that this thing could – you know, look, we want middle of the road, just not last place. <laughs> You're starting to see that confidence in Swagger yeah. come back defensively, and you don't want to derail that any sense of the imagination. Okay. He, Isaiah hadn't said a word in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't. He's, he's watching film. I I'm know. going back to that play yeah, so okay. we can talk about this. It's fast interference. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, well, let me save it to the last second. No, no, no. no. I, 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 just res- okay, go ahead. I want to get one more I'll call. G, by the way, great conversation. Bob is on the line. Bob, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning, fellas. A great show. Appreciate it, Thank Bob. you. Thank you. Hey, uh, real quick, and I'm, I'm kind of old school, but um, I really think the Cowboys show just how dominant and how they can control a game when they run the ball. I think this past week mm-hmm. with the balance was really outstanding. Um, one thing I often wondered, wondered, and I think Mike McCarthy's done it a lot over his years of coaching, is what about putting a fullback in the backfield and picking up that um, – initial blocker to help our running backs not have to try to or you know evade that uh, first blocker that's what you know moose did for emmett for so many years and i mm-hmm. think a, a fullback might really help us with our run game especially in those critical moments when we need to run the ball just wanted to ask you guys opinion on that thanks guys appreciate it bob fantastic question uh i don't disagree with him i Man, I wish Shea Alana was healthy because yep. I feel like he would fill that role. Yes, he would. And there wouldn't be really a question about it. I think Alana Lua, the way that he was looking in training camp, he could have been a weapon as a receiver. He could have been a weapon as a tailback. But my goodness, he would have filled that initial blocker role. And I think we would have seen a lot of that, Rob. Yeah, I think that was the plan. I honestly think it was the plan. Mike McCarthy, go back to Green Bay, and he he utilized the fullback position. John Kuhn, I think, was one yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they've done it in the past with Jason Garrett here. Um, Zeke, Zeke, I think, has been used more to one-back sets going back to college. But that doesn't mean it's something they can't use. I think there is value in it. It's just throughout the league, you're just seeing less and, and less of it. The mooses of the world, it, it's just less of a of a factor as we go to more spread offenses now. Yeah, I think I mean I, I agree. I like fullbacks. I love fullbacks. I think the only thing with this particular team, the way we're built, is it takes the personnel grouping off the field. That right. you, the, the versatility. Um, now, to your point, I can't pronounce it. Shewo or Shewo. 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 I liked him a lot, and I think that he did give us the opportunity to still be a threat in that personnel grouping, um, and, and, and obviously multi multi uh, faceted. So I think losing him really changed our approach in terms of short short yardage. Yeah, I love what I love what San Francisco does with number forty four. I can't say his last name, but he's he's a he's a fullback and he's a guy that gets out in the flat a lot. They catch him out there and he does a lot of lead blocking for them. But I also think that Kellen Moore does a really good job of incorporating tight ends uh, in that situation. Kyle Uschek, Uschek. I mean, but it's it's a lot of vowels in there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, there is. Okay, but I'm just saying Uschek. They just do a really good job with him, um, you know, in, in the run. So I. I mean, and that's why I love, and I'm gonna get in trouble with Roxanne because she's an Ohio State grad. But I, that's what I love about Michigan and the way that they play. They incorporate a lot of uh, fullback as well. I mean, I, it's a lost art in football, but I think yeah. it still has value. True. 
Isaiah's looking he's, at the play. He is, he is on this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to know your thoughts on if you still feel the same or if we're about to have another fight here on the end of the table on the rest of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys jack black right now you can get the jack black starter a curated collection of cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping the starter includes four jack black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word team jb that's getjackblack.com cowboys the jack black starter 10 bucks free shipping honey big news gary are you okay oh i'm not gary anymore i'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Wow, here we go on a Tuesday following a win. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Get it, Isaiah. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. Ooh, I like the wipe there, Chris. That was fantastic. You got us all glasses. The nice cheesy that read. wipe. I love it. I want Rob to do the read as soon as he gets his lenses in. I want him to do it one time. See how crystal clear this is? I can't wait. And these people, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that that, that listen to Talking Cowboys, they are bothering Rob every (laughs) single day (laughs) to go and get his eyes checked. And their service is second to none. It was awesome. Second I mean, come on. I don't even wear glasses. They told me my my eyes were too too amazing. Thank you for Uh, reminding us. I just wanted to tell everybody. They said I was Cyclops out here, but... Jeez, Louise. So it never stops. <laughs> it I don't like that stops. term too much, Isaiah. I'm not a fan of that term. What's All that? right, Cyclops. Uh, so I have something new oh, to show you guys. Wow. <laughs> I want to show you guys something. <laughs> to his knees. Uh, <laughs> I, I brought a surprise you for you guys yourself. today because nobody even knew. Yeah, nobody knew. I never knew. I never knew. <laughs> last year, last year we tried to start a tradition here on Talking Cowboys. We tried to start the smelly stickers. 
Yes. It didn't really go well. And I, I, I feel like we just didn't do it the right way. We were virtual. We weren't in studio. Yeah. I feel like we didn't do it the right way. Basically, it's the scratch and sniff. It was a joke that we made one time, and then it turned into our form of helmet stickers. So every time a player makes a play or does something well on a game day, we will give them a helmet sticker. Well, now... Oh, wow. We've Where'd you pull that from? A helmet. I'll even I'll put the camera on it. Mm. I've got ourselves a helmet. It's a Cowboys helmet. It's a replica from Riddell. It's pretty fantastic. And I've also... Got us some smelly stickers to go with it. Some scratch and sniff wow. smelly Look stickers. At you. We gave this out four yesterday, mm-hmm. and we're going to put them on here like helmet stickers. So make sure and keep that in mind, and we'll do that starting uh, next week. I'll have the four on there from this week, but then we'll actually put them on. Are we going to write the week. names of who got them? Yes, I'm going to put the numbers of who got them. On. <laughs> this is well, like the Buckeyes. We man. can't put your smelly sticker. It's going to be a helmet cover. <laughs> Oh, goodness. The special teams helmet cover. <laughs> the big draws. The big one. The Terrace Steel. They have the white cover. But, yeah, so we're going to do some scratch and sniffs coming up here later on. But, Isaiah, I wanted you guys to, to kind of get this out of the way, talking about the pass interference call. What did you see after reviewing the film? Yeah, I went frame by frame, actually. And I'm not sure if uh, CB can actually zoom in on this. Uh, from this particular angle, can we see this here? No, not so much. Okay, there boom. it is. All right, so from this angle right here, this steel shot right here, that's pi. Oof. Any other down, I would say yes, but understand this from the DB's perspective, the DB is entitled to that same space. I'm sorry, right there. That DB is entitled to that same space. Now, had that DB's momentum been going backwards, like towards the opposite goal line, and he reached back and grabbed pi all day long. But the fact that that DB put his feet in the ground, Asante, was Asante Samuel Jr., Samuel right? Jr., yeah. He put his feet in his ground, and he broke exactly when Coop broke. He's entitled to that space. Now, he is grabbing him. They Bodies run into each other when, when one force stops, runs into another force. Now, as I go to the next freeze frame, give me one second here. And if you're not watching Talking Cowboys, by the way, you can go check out the actual footage on DallasCowboys.com. Yeah, but as you, as you go to the next frame, I'm going to get it here in three, two... One he's now being held now, okay, boom. Heck is not there. convinced. Now I'm you not. guys can see that Coop is now where's his arm at? He's extending his arm because the guy is holding him. Please, I, I, I don't disagree. Okay. I don't disagree. But guess what? When, as soon as Coop decided to extend his arm and push off, now guess what? They both have been physical. Uh, you just you, doctored, you know what I'm saying? You just doctored that whole video. I didn't doctor. Give me the freeze the, frame. I freeze by, I'm I telling freeze you, what's that stuff that they do? Where they, you, you're trying to get your fat to look. You're trying to look Robbie, slim. What? Do you, how do you Robbie, do that? I don't even I, know what that I, is. Airbrush. What do you do? <laughs> I'm with you. That there, it's, it's airbrush fighting on both sides. But I think the issue I have and and fans have is if they're going to call that on Curse, and then they need to call it on on yes. Asante okay. Sanders. That's, that's, that that's, that's, that's a totally just, different. That's a totally different yeah. case. But in terms of this on fourth down. And you got two grown men going at it, fighting for the same position. There's, it's going to be contact. You can't expect no contact. And when there's contact on both parts, one person grabs them because that's what DBs do. The other receiver pushes them because that's what receivers do. You can't call it one way. Not on, not on fourth down. Wide receiver extraordinaire. Isaiah, stand back. Wow. Arguing the point for the for wow. LeBron call. I'm just, no, no, no. I'm not sticking up for anybody. I'm just saying you're not going to get that call. I'm not saying that it's not a foul. 
I'm just saying that you're not going to get that call in that situation. Okay. The, the specific scenario that yeah. led to it. I agree. And I also think it's kind of ironic in a game that was very much so dictated and will definitely be remembered for how many flags were thrown. We're arguing on one that was not thrown, <laughs> which is kind of yeah. ironic from, the, from the, the talking Cowboys standpoint. But that's going to do it for us today. Hope you had some fun over the last 45 minutes or so. We've got Chris Beam in the back doing great work as always. How about Aaron Gonzalez? AG. AG. The Cowboy yesterday. It was fantastic. The big draw. Shout out, AG. From uh, Terrence Steele. We've got Heckma Harris and Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Better believe it. Bring your hump day draw. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?